0: Welcome to Hope Springs Community of Faith Podcast, where we love people and we love God.
1: The chains that isolate us, that keep us afraid to open up to other people, keep us alone. Because that is, I think, Satan's biggest tool, is just to not let us have access to each other to tell us that we're alone that's why you gave us the church and I just pray today that those chains would break those walls would crumble down we'd look and see each other the way you see us God teach our hands how to serve teach our hearts how to love teach our feet to go places that we haven't been before and Lord be
0: glorified in this place over all of us, let's sing this last chorus again.
1: All right, i, I don't, I'm not going to move around. Hello? Okay, we got it. Um, for those of you that are new, I am not the pastor. My name's Mike. For those of you that have not been here for a while, Jonathan did not shrink. Um, Tuesday night, Jonathan asked me if I'd give the message and I said, okay, I think I can come up with something. And um it's really amazing how what had happened here because um I had something prepared last night. Kind of um things happened here at the church. We had a leak, came on the soundboard. Um, Our lead team was going back and forth on the thread, and some of the things that were said really had my mind going. I prayed a little bit, got quiet, and kind of changed my direction, really, really in the opposite way. And um, it's so amazing, because the songs that they were singing and the prayer that Sarah just prayed is basically what I'm going to talk about today. So, um, God is really good, and he knows what's best for us at all times. Well, Jonathan's been doing a series on under construction, and it's been like about the book of Nehemiah, and I didn't even want to touch that, because I no way can even communicate the way he does. So, I went off in a different direction, and I um, just want to say that, My wife and I, we've been coming here to Hope Springs for probably about 10 years, and it wasn't till then that I really experienced the true meaning of Jesus, and who Jesus really is, and what he really wants us to be, and the example that he has that he wants us to follow. Um, We really have a really unique body of believers here. Um... Sarah said it. I mean, she said, you know, everybody's welcome here, and you are. Every, everybody's loved here. And this church is full of mercy and grace and love. And Jonathan preaches that every Sunday in one way or another. And I've really learned, not learned, I am learning how to love how to have mercy and grace and compassion for those like Jesus did. I'm not even close to it. I would always say, before I came here, I'd always say, oh, that's my wife's gift. She's the mercy, grace, compassion person. That's not my gift. But you know what? If we really study the life and the teachings of Jesus Christ, it's all of our gifts. He commands us to love one another. He commands, no matter who it is, I mean, that creed down there says it I mean we're supposed to love everyone just the way they are and where they're at because I tell you what man I'm I'm hard to love sometimes I'll tell you probably more times than none but I'm so thankful that I'm not judged by Jesus the way that maybe I judge others and uh Jesus loves everyone equally, and there's nothing that you could do that he would not forgive you. Nothing. He's a loving God. I I can't stand up here without saying how much Jesus loves you. I I mean, I do that every time, I know. It may sound repetitious, but I just cannot express how much Jesus loves you. I... um, And in saying that, I pulled out some notes that I probably wrote maybe 25 years ago. And one of them is, if you want to look it up later or write it down, it's Psalms 103, 3 to 5. It says, he forgives all my sins. He heals me. He redeems my life from destruction. He surrounds me with loving kindness and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Okay, I got that out of the way. (laughs) Now, okay, you're going to see me go back and forth to things. I even brought an iPad, and I am not a techie person. I don't even know how to use the text in church and all that, which hopefully I'll learn. But I have a smartphone, and I'm not very smart with it. So you're gonna—if I fumble a little bit, just bear with me. But um, the thing I really want to talk about is—is is one of them is um, unity, one accord. I believe that above all things, one of the things a church that Christ wants his body to be is in unity and not in discord. And um, sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens in our families. Sometimes that happens with our friends. And sometimes that happens in the body. And, and I be, I really believe that here at Hope Springs, I, I, I believe we're a united front here. I, I really believe that. Um, there's a scripture, it's Acts four, thirty-two to 35, and I'll see if I can get it here. Hold on. I took a screenshot, so I'm not going to have to go far for it. There it is. Okay. It says, now in Acts, this is... This is the way the church began. It says the whole congregation of believers was united as one. One heart, one mind. They didn't even claim ownership to their own possessions. No one said, that's mine, you can't have it. They shared everything. The apostles gave powerful witness to the resurrection of the master Jesus. And grace was on all of them. And so it turned out that not one person among them was needy. Those who owned fields or houses sold them and brought the price of the sale to the apostles and made an offering of it. The apostles then distributed it according to each person's need. That's unity. That is unity. Um... That's why the first church prospered and grew both in physical numbers and in spirituality because they were not thinking about themselves they were thinking of others the kind of unity we need here and I believe we got it is that if you get cut I bleed we bear one another's burdens We band together, and I've seen it. I've been here for 10 years at least, and I've seen it so many different times. When someone has a need, we do raise up. We do come together. You know, it's even just what our prayer thread that we have, something happens, everybody's on there already. Everybody's praying. And there's no room for negativity or disunity. God never said, I will give you negativity or unit or disunity. We know who says that, and it's not God. And I have to admit that after looking at these quotes on the roof with Dean and Chance, and then when I heard yesterday that the roof was leaking on the soundboard, um, I, I was pretty negative and pretty little bit bummed out about it. Well, a lot of bit bummed out about it. And that's when I think God started speaking to me. I mean, I I was ready. I've already said this, that, um, you know, maybe we should just go to another building. We can't fix this place. Uh, You know, it's, it's not bad to be It's not bad to be discouraged. It it happens. But it's what we do with that discouragement is what God's really looking for us. Like the song said, I want to know your heart. Where's our heart? You know, God entrusted us with this building. He gave us this building when we got kicked out of a firehouse, and I wasn't here then. And there was no place to worship but outside in the cold. And God gave us this building. So he he's been blessing us. He blessed us then. There was times. There was a time I believe Carl and Pam and Kim and Dean could tell you more. But we had big need, a big money need, and someone from New York won a lottery and was giving us money every month. They didn't even know who we were. Um, so he blessed us. He's still blessing us, and he's going to continue to bless us. I believe that he's going to make a way for us to fix everything in here. I believe it. I believe it. Jonathan said a few weeks ago that we should not be praying for the crumbs, but we should ask for the banquet table. I think it's time we start asking for the banquet table. Nothing is too big for God, nothing. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. God shall supply all of our needs. He will make a way where there is no way. Where it once was bare and barren, flowers are gonna grow. Where the thistles grew, fir trees are sprouting up. He will make us like a well-watered garden, like a spring that never dies. So, even though we had a leak on the soundboard yesterday, you guys can hear me today. You heard the worship team. They sounded great. God supplied. Of course, we're not going to sit here and, you know, I'm not one of those crazy guys who say, okay, let's just believe and do nothing. We have to put our action God will bless us, but he requires something on our part too. So, you know, yeah, somebody came over, Dean came over, they covered it, they took care of it, but I believe that nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible. There was something I needed to say in there. Um, Like I said, this this all came together last night. Elizabeth. Okay, now I got to read this part too. Elizabeth and Mary. Um, we talk about impossibilities. Luke 1.36 in the Message Bible says, and an angel came to Mary, and he, and he said, Did you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son? How old is she? Everyone called her barren. And here, she is six months pregnant. Nothing you see is impossible with God. And Mary said, yes, I see it all now. I'm the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me, just as you say. Then the angel left her. Impossibilities. Abraham and Sarah. Sarah was way too old to have a baby. And when God even mentioned it, or the angel mentioned it, that came to visit Abraham, she laughed. She chuckled. She thought it was hilarious. But guess what happened? They had a baby. The walls of Jericho came crumbling down with just a shout. Nobody pushed it. Nobody shoved it. It was a shout, and it came down. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. If he can crumble some walls down yesterday, he can fix a roof today. He took Israel out of captivity. He parted the Red Sea. He parted the Red Sea and then closed it up when the Egyptians came to cross. Now, here's one. Okay, Jesus died on the cross, and on the third day, he was not there, come on church, Jesus died, okay, when he died, Satan was having a party, they were whooping it up down there, and Satan only attacks those, who's a threat to him, we're a threat to that guy, He doesn't like us, and that's okay with me. And I think a lot of these attacks that are coming are coming because we're doing something right. But when Jesus died, he went, he went down there to Hades. He grabbed Satan by the cuff and drug him around. He came back up, Satan tried to he grabbed the keys, he came up, Satan tried to come and get the keys after him. What did he do? He kicked them in the forehead and shoved them back where he belonged. And we have that same power today. We can kick him in the forehead and shove him back down anytime we want. Because we have the same power that Jesus had. He said that, not me. But on that third day, the wall shook, the stone rolled away, and he was not in there. Nothing is impossible. He's cheated death. Okay, and I believe there's a new thing happening. A new thing happening here. Prayer groups are, are going on. We have women's groups. We have men's groups. And things are happening in these groups that are not happening during church service. And when we have these women groups and these prayer groups and men groups, I believe that there's something, a bond that's happening that's not happening anywhere else. And I think this is part of the unity that Jesus calls for. I feel real revival in the air. And like I said, I was discouraged. I really was, but I really feel... Revival in the air. Sometimes, you know, when you go to a doctor and you got high blood pressure, what do they tell you? They tell you, hey, lose some weight, watch your diet, get out there and exercise. And the next thing you know, you're out there doing it and you're feeling better than you felt in the last 20 years. I think we got shaken up so that we can start exercising. Um, We've talked about in men's group time and time about you know, we've learned so much, and it's like we don't, let's put to practice what we've learned, okay? Let's, let's, let's put that to practice first. There's no sense of learning anything else if we can't get the basics. I think it's time to get back to basics. It's time to work out. It's time to get our running shoes on. It's time to hit the treadmill, hit those weights in the spiritual sense, and let's start kicking some butt. I feel that the Spirit is alive in this place. I can feel Him right now. He's present here today. He's present here every day. But I feel a new thing. I feel a new Spirit. I feel a new wave. You know how they said the cloud that hovered over Solomon's temple? I think it's here. I think we're on the rise. We need to be of one accord. No murmuring or causing disunity. We need to be of one accord. And if we can't be part of the solution, be quiet and not be part of the problem. Now, what I'm saying is not totally expressed opinion of our pastor. (laughs) But I think I can get away with it. (laughs) this <laughs> court is not part of this body. Okay, and, and Jonathan hit on this last week. It was about Gideon. And if I can see this Bible, I, this Bible actually is on fire. If you can see it, it actually did catch on fire. So um, Jonathan hit on Gideon a couple weeks ago. Maybe two weeks ago. I don't know what it was, but it, it really hit me. And I just want to read this. It's from Judges 7. And it says, Gideon and his army got an early start and went as far as the spring of Harod. The armies of Midian were camped north of them, down in the valley because the hill of Mora." I don't know what all that means, but that's the first part. Then it says, the Lord then said to Gideon, there are too many of you. I can't let all of you fight, I think it's the Midianites. For, for then the people of Israel will boast to, will boast and say that they have saved themselves because of their own strength. Send home any of your men who are timid and frightened. Think about these words, okay? So 22,000 of them left, and only 10,000 remained who were willing to fight. That's 32,000 men that they brought to fight. 32,000. 22 were frightened and timid. Sometimes you got to weed out the timid, huh? But then, the, because, and you know what I read in this? I read in this that if they're frightened and timid, then there's not unification there. So the frightened and the timid are going to cause discord in those that are really willing to fight. But the Lord told Gideon, There are still too many. Bring them down to the spring and I'll show you which ones will go and which ones shall not go. So Gideon assembled them at the water and the Lord told him, Divide them into two groups. And he decided to by the way they would drink. In one group, I will I will be all the men who cup the water in their hands and get their mouths and lap it like dogs. In group two, those will, will kneel and with their mouths and drink out of the stream. Only 300 men drank from their hands, and the others drank with their mouths to the stream. So now we went from 10,000 to 300. I will conquer the Midianites with those 300, the Lord told Gideon. Send all of them home. So we went from 32,000 to 10,000 to 300. And guess who won? Gideon's army won. I know because I'm... When I'm preaching, and I'm not preaching, when I give the message today, I'm speaking to myself because I I am struggling with all of this. And I know we had two services at one time because we had a lot of people, and now it thinned out a little bit, and that can be a little discouraged, but look what happened with Gideon. They went from 32,000 to three hundred. And they won. I don't know what that all means here. But God can do anything. And he can do anything with 10,000. He can do anything with three or one. He started with 12. And look where it took us. I believe there's a change going on here I believe in unity I believe the spirit is alive and active and full of power and I believe that God is going to make a way where there is no way God will bless us God will bless us and I believe that anybody out there that has a need today I'm just going to say a short prayer because I feel the Spirit here strongly today. And I'm going to say a short prayer. If you have financial need, marital need, spiritual need, healing, res- restoration, anything, God is going to meet your need today. I want to pray for um, Ed and... Um, Gail's great-granddaughter, Jade, who has been in the hospital. with baby's only like 10 weeks old, something like that. Or 10 months old, I don't know. She's very young, but she's battling there. And anyone else who needs prayer. Anyone else who needs prayer. God knows who you are. There's no power in me. I have nothing. I have nothing to offer you. All power is in God. I'm just going to... Give him a chance to work here today. Lord Jesus, we know how much you love us. We know how much you care for us. We know how much you want to see us succeed. Like the song said, let the chains fall, let the chains fall. I command every chain right now that is holding anyone captive to fall now in the name of Jesus. Satan, you have no power over God's property, and we are God's property. I pray for Jade right now. I pray that your healing spirit touch him, touch her, and heal her, and get her through this. I pray for all here who need that extra touch from you right now, that you... Be with us all. And I, and I believe in miracles, and I believe that there's going to be some miracles flowing through here today. And I don't believe that there's one person here that's not going to walk out of here without knowing that they've had a divine intervention from you today. And I give you thanks. Worship team, if you want to come up. We love you, Jesus.
0: Thanks for listening to the Hope Springs podcast. And a special thanks to Ashida for the music that you guys hear right now. And feel free to check us out on the web at www.hopespringscommunity.org. Thanks. God bless. Two dreams on the green grass and the birds speak Not a night's past and the sun shines Not in old times but a new your taste as the day breaks In the heartache, step aside For some fresh dreams so oh, your soul screams, arise You're alive